The Bible Study Podcast, episode 675. Today, the Bible Study Podcast continues the study of the book of Genesis with chapter 30. Welcome to the Bible Study Podcast. I'm your host, Chris Christensen. We continue on our story with chapter 30, as you may remember from last week. Jacob married Leah and Rachel, much to his surprise. He was intending to marry Rachel, but his father, Laban or Laban, basically tricked him into marrying the older daughter first, which is going to cause some rivalry, which spills over into this week's story. When Rachel saw that she was not bearing Jacob any children, she became jealous of her sister. So she said to Jacob, give me children or I'll die. Jacob became angry with her and said, am I in the place of God? Who has kept you from having children? Then she said, here is Bilhah, my servant. Sleep with her so that she can bear children for me and I too can build a family through her. So she gave her servant Bilhah as a wife. Jacob slept with her, and she became pregnant and bore him a son. Then Rachel said, God has vindicated me. He has listened to my plea and given me a son. Because of this, she named him Dan. Rachel's servant Bilhah conceived again and bore Jacob a second son. Then Jacob said, I have had a great struggle with my sister, and I have won. So she named him Naphtali. When Leah saw that she had stopped having children, she took her servant Zilpah and gave her to Jacob as a wife. Leah's servant Zilpah bore Jacob a son. Then Leah said, What good fortune! So she named him Gad. Leah's servant Zilpah bore Jacob a second son. Then Leah said, How happy am I! The women will call me happy. So she named him Asher. During wheat harvest, Reuben went out into the field and found some mandrake plants, which he brought to his mother Leah. Rachel said to Leah, please give me some of your son's mandrakes. But she said to her, wasn't it enough that you took away my husband? Will you take my son's mandrakes too? Very well, Rachel said, he can sleep with you tonight in return for your son's mandrakes. So when Jacob came into the fields that evening, Leah went out to meet him. You must sleep with me, she said. I have hired you with my son's mandrakes. So he slept with her that night. God listened to Leah, and she became pregnant and bore Jacob a fifth son. Then Leah said, God has rewarded me for giving my servant to my husband. So she named him Issachar. Leah conceived again and bore Jacob a sixth son. Then Leah said, God has presented me with a precious gift. This time my husband will treat me with honor because I have borne him six sons. So she named him Zebulun. Sometime later, she gave birth to a daughter and named her Dinah. Then God remembered Rachel. He listened to her, enabled her to conceive. She became pregnant and gave birth to a son and said, God has taken away my disgrace. She named him Joseph. And she said, may the Lord add to me another son. So we've got this ongoing rivalry between the sisters and the names of the kids again all have meaning so dan he is vindicated naphtali my struggle gad can mean a fortune or a troop asher means happy issachar sounds like the hebrew word for reward and zebulun probably means honor and joseph means may he add and so it's just this bizarre drama between these two sisters started by their father you know where they start naming their kids 
oh yes, as you. It's this strange dynamic, and it is interesting that we're talking about the 12 tribes of Israel. We get six of them now. Six of the sons are from the wife who was accidental, as far as Jacob was concerned, the one he didn't intend to marry. And we get one now and another one coming from the one he did intend to marry. And then we get the other four are made up from these servants. And, you know, when they were both married, their father gave them a servant to go with them, and these became other wives. And so we've got, you know, four wives. Rachel is clearly in charge of who gets to go in and sleep with Jacob, at least as far as Leah is concerned. And this incredible rivalry that's going on between these two sisters that leads to these 12 sons and at least one daughter. I think there are more daughters that are born later. How is it that God chose to work with this family, this dysfunctional family? Why is it God chooses to work with us and our dysfunctional families sometimes? But through this, God is weaving a plan, and it's not obvious at this point. And even this rivalry, God will use as we get to the story of Joseph. Even this chaos that is coming here, God isn't just working around it and working through it. He is going to be using this chaos to set up things that he wants to set up. And I wonder if we see that sometimes in the chaos that our lives can become. If we see that the hand of God can be working using that very chaos that is stressing us out to do some good work. It would not be my choice. It would not be probably your choice either to go through those chaotic and difficult times as we are this year. But through that and in that, we will see as this story continues that God is at work. And I think the payoff is going to be a few chapters later when we finally get to the story of Joseph, who's born into this chaos, born into this one-upmanship between these two sisters. It continues, Jacob's flocks increase. After Rachel gave birth to Joseph, Jacob said to Laban, send me on my way so I can go back to my own homeland. Give me my wives and children for whom I have served you, and I will be on my way. You know how much work I have done for you. But Laban said to him, If I have found favor in your eyes, please stay. I have learned by divination that God has blessed me because of you. He added, Name your wages, and I will pay them. Jacob said to him, You know how I have worked for you and how your livestock has fared under my care. The little you had before I came has increased greatly, and the Lord has blessed you wherever I have been. But now... When may I do something for my own household? What shall I give you? He asked. Don't give me anything, Jacob replied. But if you are willing to do one thing for me, I will go on tending your flocks and watching over them. Let me go through all of your flocks today and remove from them every speckled or spotted sheep, every dark-colored lamb, and every spotted or speckled goat. They will be my wages." 
and my honesty will testify for me in the future whenever you check on the wages you have paid me. Any goat in my possession that is not speckled or spotted or any lamb that is not dark-colored will be considered stolen. Agreed, said Laban. Let it be as you have said. That day he removed all the male goats that were streaked or spotted and all the speckled or spotted female goats, all that had white on them, and all the dark-colored lambs, and he placed them in a care of his sons. Then he put a three-day journey between himself and Jacob, while Jacob continued to tend the rest of Laban's flocks. Jacob, however, took fresh-cut branches from poplar, almond, and plane trees and made white strips on them by peeling back the bark, exposing the white inner wood of the branches. Then he placed the peeled branches in all the watering troughs so that they would be directly in front of the flocks when they came to drink. When the flocks were in heat and came to drink, they mated in front of the branches and they bore young that were streaked or speckled or spotted. Jacob set apart the young of the flock by themselves, but made the rest face the streaked and dark-colored animals that belonged to Laban. Thus he made separate flocks for himself and did not put them with Laban's animals. Whenever the stronger females were in heat, Jacob would place the branches in the troughs in front of the animals so that they would mate near the branches. But if the animals were weak, he would not place them there. So the weak animals went to Laban and the strong ones to Jacob. In this way, the man grew exceedingly prosperous and came to own large flocks and female and male servants and camels and donkeys. So this is an interesting story. <laughs> Jacob's ready to go go home or at least go away. And Laban says, no, I have prospered while you have been here. I can see that God is blessing you. And so don't go. Just tell me what you want me to give you. And he says, okay, why don't we do this? We'll divide up the flocks, and I get the spotted and speckled ones. The good news with this solution is you don't have to do anything like branding or marking or memorizing or things like that to tell whose is whose. You can look at it and tell which flock this goat or this sheep belongs to. And so you can tell which ones are stolen, which ones are in the right place, which ones are in the wrong place. It's a good solution from that point of view. And we don't know how many were speckled or spotted to start with, but we can assume that it was fewer, that Laban knew that he wasn't giving over most of his flocks. And so they agree to this. But then there's this odd part here where Jacob starts doing this thing with the branches where he puts these different branches in front of the lambs, in front of the ewes while they're in heat, and therefore he gets speckled and spotted lambs. Now, I would suggest that if you try this, now I don't know how many of you are shepherds. My father actually spent a time as a shepherd one time in 1944 in the winter. but And I think he would back me up on this, that just putting branches of whatever tree in front of animals while they're in heat or while they are uh, breeding isn't going to change the color of the lambs or the goats. But Jacob doesn't necessarily know a lot about genetics and a lot about how this stuff works, and so he does this thing which to me seems to be kind of folk medicine-y, superstitious sort of thing. I I don't think it makes a difference. So why does Jacob prosper? If it's not this trickery that he is trying to do on Laban, I think the answer is the answer that Laban gave us, which is God is making Jacob prosper. God is blessing Jacob, and Jacob thinks he has a hand in it, and honestly, 
I don't think he does. I mean, he's working hard. That part is good. But in terms of how many of the sheep are born with speckles and spots, I think that's kind of like Rachel going up to Jacob and saying, why aren't you giving me any sons? And he's like, that is not my department. That is not something I can do. That is something only God can do. And like that, I think that Jacob's prospering is in the hands of God alone, even though he thinks he's doing this. And I wonder how often we think that we have earned the blessings that we have when maybe they are a gift from God as well. And perhaps we should treat them in that way. With that, we're going to end this episode of the Bible Study Podcast. If you have any questions, send an email to host at thebiblestudypodcast.com, or better yet, leave a comment on this episode at thebiblestudypodcast.com. And thanks so much for listening. Rejoice always. Pray without ceasing. Give thanks in all circumstances. God invites us to cultivate thankful hearts by turning our eyes toward Him in good times and bad. To listen to more Abide Christian Meditations, just go to lifeaudio.com or search your favorite podcast app for Abide Christian Meditation. You can also download the Abide app for more biblical meditations at abide.com.